everyone, welcome back. We are yet again back with Dan to our Let's Talk versions. Hello, Dan. How are you? Hey there, buddy, man. How's it going? Trying to survive. The World War Three is coming. Oh, my gosh. World gotta get War Three is coming. Okay, no. Well, it's not necessarily coming, but the topic of today is the World War Three, And I want to break it off with a quote from Albert Einstein, which he mentioned, I don't know what World War Three will be fought with, but World War Four will be fought with stone and stick. So... Brace yourselves. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, what he meant by that is whatever we do in World War Three, whatever we weapons we develop to fight, ultimately it's going to wipe us off enough that if the humanity survives, we're going to uh, run the clock back down thousands of years to the Stone Ages and start over. That was what he meant by that quote. Uh, but we're not going to talk about World War Four. We're going to talk about World War Three, and uh, what that... Uh, what that could look like if it, it's gonna ha if it's happening if it ever happens and um, explore that idea so so Dan what is World War three gonna look like first uh, of all is it gonna happen? Uh, we just made a joke here to our audience I do not think that we are on the verge of the you know the third world war here whatsoever sure, uh, I don't either. think that it's even close to reality right now however there's a lot of buzz in the media these days about this very subject and whether or not uh, the recent changes in geopolitics that are mainly started by Donald Trump's global and geopolitical policies could actually trigger some kind of war. Now, mm -hmm. from my perspective, I mean, before we talk about whether or not a world war can happen or is likely to happen, I don't really think that World War Three will be anything like World War Two because the first two world wars were predominantly about uh, basically uh, certain governments who wanted to impose their beliefs and ideologies to others and uh, they wanted to actually somehow create this major challenge and at that time the world actually especially thinking of like world war ii uh, the war the war was literally divided and uh, it actually made sense to go to war but in the modern world i mean the the whole concept of world war is from my perspective is very meaningless because right. wars are no longer fought the way they used to i mean we don't need soldiers these days to actually fight our wars it's all done with cyber uh, for example, I was going to go there. As as missiles, as well as other things. So, first of all, I don't think World War III is going to happen anytime soon. And if it, if it does happen, it will never be anything like what we see in movies. Certainly not things what we see in even uh, certain video games like Battlefield or Call of Duty and whatnot. These are just entertainment. They're not at all close to the reality on the ground. And uh, quite frankly, I do agree with uh, what Albert Einstein mentioned. If we ever reach a point that there is a World War III, of course, the technology is so advanced uh, that it, there's a potential of destroying the whole planet Earth three or four times over right. by the amount of, let's say, nuclear arsenal that we have right now available. So generally it's true, but I very much doubt that it will ever happen. Right. I, that's, uh, I would uh, have to agree with you that in the, within the context of World War being fought, like uh, fought with missiles and soldiers and on the ground that like World War II happened, perhaps not going to happen. But um, well, let me stop you right now, Pujic, because mm -hmm. World War II wasn't so much with missiles. No, actually, that's true. No, I mean, even with no, either with missiles or the likes of World War II kind of thing. So what I'm trying to say that's is right. like even missiles, perhaps not going to happen. Like point being, although there is a whole hype around it in the media, the likelihood of it, in my opinion, as well as, uh, like I'm trying to agree with you, is very low that it's going to be full-scale wars um, 
that uh, a lot of people are anticipating. So perhaps not. And but I want to also, uh, although uh, that may not happen, I want to uh, discuss the idea of the Cold War kind type wars. So what I mean by Cold War is that the Cold War during the um, uh, you know after the World War II happened between the Soviet Union and the United States mainly. Uh, is sort of, give or take, happening throughout in less intense context, uh, more more so in terms of like cyber attacks or or social attacks. Like, for example, a couple of years ago uh, with the U- U.S. election, there were a lot of talk and suggestions that U.S., uh, uh, sorry, uh, R- uh, Russian Federation has had inter- intervention in the U.S. election. Um, so they were talking about all this, these things. Whether that would be considered a, a act of war or not, that's up for debate, of course. But what do you think about these kinds of attacks, indirect Cold War type that's kinds precisely, of That's precisely what is happening right now. <clears throat> First of all, based on the FBI report, uh, this was not just speculation. FBI has more than sufficient evidence to prove that the Russian government did indeed interfere with the American election. And they mainly they did so by trying to hack the emails of Hillary Clinton and trying to tilt the audience towards Donald Trump. Uh, Obviously, it's proven right now. And after that, there were a lot of sanctions that were imposed against Russia by the United States. And of course, those sanctions for the time being are stopped. And the last visit of uh, uh, John Bolton uh, with uh, basically uh, the president of Russia, uh, Vladimir Putin, as well as uh, the other uh, basically major figures and authorities in Russia. It was proven that America does not plan to add any more new sanctions to Russia. However, from my perspective, the the, the problem with this uh, World War mindset is that we think the world of the 21st century is similar to the world of the 20th century. But that's not true because mm-hmm. we are now living in a world that is not just governed by mass media, but we have this thing called social media. And the level right. of education and knowledge has gone up. Think about like the Arab Spring. The entire thing uh, was actually covered using social media, using Twitter feed and Instagram and all the other things. So the world is a lot more open now. And because uh, one of the major principles of power, if you're familiar with politics, is what we call disinformation. That is, one of the best ways to create power is to disinform and misinform your audience and to let them believe in your ideology. That's how some, uh, for example, uh, someone like Hitler can actually persuade the Nazis to go to war and whatnot. Right. So in the modern world, things are quite different. Number one, people are a lot more aware. Uh, they're a lot more skeptic of their governments, especially in places where there tends to be some, let's say, military activities going on. I mean, let's think of, for example, Sweden. Most of my friends that I know who are in Sweden or Denmark, they love their government. They trust it because their governments are quite peaceful. But think about the United States. Think about, for example, I don't know, Russia. I happen to uh, basically uh, work both in Middle East. I know Russia very well, of course, America. And because of this, I know that in such uh, countries where their governments tend to have a lot of problem with the other countries, generally most people are not very well trusting of their government. And because of this, creating the alliance necessary to go to a world war will be almost impossible because people won't back it up. And the other point, of course, is that there's no need for it. We're living in a world where everything is governed by technology. And uh, by doing certain things, hacking, bringing the economies down and whatnot, you can cause far more damage than any amount of soldiers on the ground or, let's say, uh, some bombs or even missiles. And it costs you less, right? Of course. Of course. And it's a lot more effective. The other point, of course, is about 
atomic weapons, right? So the last time an atomic weapon was used was in World War II, of course, which ended the World War. And uh, because of the damage caused to Japan and whatnot. So right. in that condition, I really don't think that uh, a world war is all about uh, aggression directly. We are now headed towards that uh, Cold War mindset of extracting information, creating plans and attacking certain individuals, organizations or governments and not necessarily going you know, toe to toe with enemies and whatnot. And because of this, I really think the whole idea of going to World War Three is just uh, ridiculous, even though recently. Donald Trump left the uh, nuclear treaty with Russia uh, after having left the nuclear deal with Iran. Uh, basically, he right. said that we do not agree with the Russian policies. And now both countries have decided to actually increase their nuclear arsenal. But, but to all of our listeners, please be realistic. I mean, these people, of course, they already have enough nuclear weapons to destroy the planet Earth 10 times over. So this is just a show of power. It's not real. And a lot of people are like, dude, you see, man, World War III has already started. America's adding nuclear weapons. Russia's doing it. We're going to World War. If they want to go to World War, they already have enough missiles to destroy the entire planet 10 times over. There's no need to have any additional missiles. This is just for show off. It's for political reasons. It's for taking measures to show your strength. And generally, it's more like the game of chess. It's all about strategy. It's not about actually using them. So for that reason, I do agree with you that we are headed towards that Cold War mindset now. Uh, however, it's no longer Soviet Union versus America. Right. Nowadays, things are a lot less uh, clear. Uh, one of my friends once said, uh, Syria now is the battleground of the world. So if everybody has a problem, they Poor go fight Syria. Syria together. Yeah. So uh, it's like literally like, like a battleground. Like uh, if you have problem, America's problem with Russia, they go, to, they go fight basically in uh, Syria. In Syria. Yeah, you that's know, true. Whoever has problem with whoever country... They just use Syria as a battleground. And, of course, I'm very sorry for the Syrian people because now they have to tolerate. Yeah, all of this course. Thing. And they have no interest in any of that. Poor, poor guys. I mean, that's the whole point, right? But generally, as you can see, our world is becoming more and more peaceful. And that's quite normal. It's part of our evolution because Absolutely. of the advancement of technologies and education. Inevitably, we will see a, a population around the world that is less inclined to actually go to war. So I personally think that uh, idiots like Donald Trump think that going to war and creating aggression is the right approach. It's certainly not. And uh, anyone who is warmonger will eventually uh, succumb to their failures because the modern world will not accept it. We no longer live in a world where one country can say, okay, I'm going to do this and this and this and that. Even though uh, we are seeing this happening right now, I don't believe that that's possible. And I think that uh, the world will become more and more peaceful because there's no need for war. If I want to ruin your life, there are so many other ways to do so than just, I don't know, put a, a shoot a gun at you or something, right? Right, right. No, that's true. And uh, uh, I think I think one of the things that I want to add to that. So you're right. I think at this uh, di di new dynamic of the new world, uh, the behaviors of like the aggression is not, although it's possible maybe in the short term, as we can see, obviously, it, it's not uh, perhaps sustainable. Uh, because of the very reasons you you just mentioned, and that's at the same time for people who are saying, okay, what is he talking about? The most peaceful time in the world, because I know those people. Uh, well, some people will think that. So, uh, truth be told, statistically speaking, this is the most people uh, peaceful time in in the history of human in human history because of the number of people who are dying from wars at this very point in, in history uh, in our history is far less than any other single point in our history dude so, 
there are more people right now dying of diabetes than there are people dying of all true. terrorist attacks and wars combined in 2018, 2019. Very I don't true. know, whatever. There are more people dying from freaking diabetes, dude. That's true. And obesities. Yeah. Of course. The real killer, sugar, now is deadlier than nuclear bombs. I heard that sugar now is causing more death yeah. than any amount of military action plus terrorist uh, casualties. Right. So generally speaking, we are living in the most peaceful era. I mean, people look at the media. Dude, the media is designed to scare you because human brain is designed to re respond to two things. Things that have high value and things that are a threat to one's survival. And unfortunately, TV is not a place to show a lot of high value stuff because it's just really empty medium. So what they do instead, they focus on the negative, on the danger, <gasps> the possibility of World War III coming to your doorstep. I mean, that kind of stuff, right? So generally, people should be aware that uh, watching the news does not mean that that's the fact. We have uh, over right. almost 8 billion people in the world and all the casualties of war since the year 2000 will not add up to the mere auto casualties, the casualties we, and the uh, fatalities we've experienced in auto accidents in America alone. So That's because true. of this, you have to know that the world is a lot more peaceful than it's ever been. The number of casualties caused by any amount of warfare is actually a lot less than many other, uh, basically, uh, uh, types of death. And that we are in the most prosperous era of humanity. And quite frankly, let's be honest, most politicians are old. So this means they belong to an older generation. And because of this, we all the little BS that we're currently seeing right now, it is because of that. Just wait mm -hmm. for 30, 40 years. Once the AI kicks in, then we have a whole new warfare going on, buddy. Yeah, well, that's true. And uh, so ultimately, the point being, okay, so uh, our main challenge, uh, if you will, in, in, in international politics is not uh, to deal with a full-scale full aggression uh, fights or wars. Uh, what will be the, uh, you know, the, the challenges? I mean, we talked about Cold War types attacks, of course, but then... Beside that, well, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot to uh, to deal with in, in terms of international business and stuff like that. So, and the uh, economy, economy is a, a worldwide economy, basically. So, what are your po uh, bullet points on that matter? You see, the real wars nowadays are not fought with, basically, as we mentioned, weapons. They're actually fought with technology, knowledge, education, and information. So, that's the fact. Think about, like, by merely hacking the email of Hillary Clinton, you can change the entire fate of a nation. We are living at this age, dude. True, and true. because of this, you can create a whole new ballgame by merely uh, doing certain things using technology. Because of this, number one, the reason that I think there's no world war possibility of world war happening or breaking out is, number one, because the world is no longer as uh, basically uh, polarized as it used to be back in the days. And can, secondly, can I, can I stop you there? About can I say that's right? Sorry, a lot of people will believe that's not the case because of the recent events. How would you convince them otherwise? Well, because right now, if you remember like World War II time, okay, the world really was polarized. There was the Allies and there was the Nazis, right? Now, America, unfortunately, thanks to Donald Trump's destructive policies, have become more isolated than ever before. It's true, right. no doubt about it. However, the world cannot reunite against one nation because there's no point in it. And right now, the U.S. also has lost the support of a lot of its allies and a lot of trust in it. I mean, think about the Europe right now, right? Mm -hmm. So European Union now is currently making decisions against the interests of the United States. And despite the fact that the U.S. has warned Europe not to do certain things, they're doing it. So in such a condition where the world is no longer uh, basically polarized, 
there is no chance of a, I mean, what, you think like the whole world will unite against the United States? That, of course, is never going to happen. And at the same time, the U.S. cannot bring about enough allies to create a world war because unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, if you look at this from the perspective of Kremlin, uh, uh, America right now has lost a lot of its support in, among its allies. So in this condition, since the world cannot uh, be polarized, the, the whole concept of world war makes no sense because now uh, everything is decentralized. Most nations, I mean, think of the nation of India. They are now alone controlling a lot of the productions in IT, despite having like uh, a lot of difficulties in their nations and whatnot. So because of all this together, I do not believe that a world war is possible because the world and the geopolitics has, has changed a lot since uh, the 20th century. And because of this, we are no longer seeing, uh, okay, this side versus that side. This is like an old story that will not be repeated again. However, there are now targeted attacks and wars among different countries, mainly done, of course, through uh, attacking the economy. And uh, not long ago, of course, uh, the U.S. administration was uh, somehow uh, violating a lot of these international principles and adding sanctions after sanctions, leaving deals after deals and trees after trees. Of course, the world knows that the current situation that America is going through is a crisis of a kind. And people know that this won't last forever. Donald Trump will not be the president of the United States forever. He might even be impeached before he finishes this, uh, his, his first term. So because of these factors, we should not, I mean, we already talked about the fact that uh, in one of our episodes about the fact that uh, basically uh, chaos and uncertainty won't last forever and all storms come to an end. So the world knows this is a special situation caused by a very special election that was influenced by foreign governments. And people know that this will not continue forever. So do not take this, I mean, despite the fact that we know Trump has uh, basically caused a lot of damage both uh, at home and abroad, generally I'm not very concerned about this matter because the impact cannot last forever. And the whole idea of World War nowadays makes almost no economic, technological or educational sense because there are so many other ways to actually uh, bring down your competitors in the global market than to actually start shooting weapons or sending missiles. Very true, very true. Okay, so I, I'm going to have to ask the tough question. How does China fit into all this? Well, that's the whole problem right now, because uh, the problem with uh, the U.S. and uh, Trump's policy is that, let's be honest, uh, despite my uh, basically interest in the, uh, in the nation of China and the fact that I love and respect all Chinese people. Absolutely, hardworking people. Chinese government has engaged in some dishonest behavior that has hurt the American workers and the American people by manipulating their currencies. You see, right now, there are, China is destroying its own climate by abusing its uh, basically uh, currencies and manipulating them in order to get more and more of the products around the world made uh, in China. And this is not very fair because this will give so, the Chinese so, government a huge, huge barter and chance to uh, negotiate good deals because uh, China is a, a nation of export, and it exports right. a lot. As you know, because uh, uh, from my perspective, I, I'm, in, I'm in international business. So right. uh, when it comes to exports, you want your uh, basically uh, international deals to be done with a currency that is weaker than the others, because this will boost your profitability. Also, and you're saying that by manipulating the uh, currency, meaning that China intentionally kept its val the value of its currency low. Exactly. Mm. Because of the huge population. So these exports right. we've done in dollars. 
that there's going to be a lot more budget now at hand. And but despite all of those things, the Chinese people will actually end up living very meager lifestyles, even though they can live very well in their countries. They cannot travel that much, so they don't have as much purchasing power. But this is an artificial thing, and it allows China to get ahead of basically America very soon. And there was a prediction long ago that if things go on like this, China will become the world's number one largest economy in a mat in less than a decade. So. The current, uh, first of all, uh, fight between uh, the U.S. administration, Trump's administration, as well as China, this would have happened also with Hillary. Of course, a lot more, uh, basically, uh, from my perspective, it would be a lot, uh, basically, kinder and a lot more manageable right. than the mess that it is right now. But, of course, that's the Trump style. And so definitely the U.S. had plans to deal with China's uh, you know, policies about trade, which was hurting American workers and the American economy. Uh, however, from my perspective, in the current global uh, affairs, since countries are now a lot more capable of being self-dependent thanks to technologies, th- there's a le- less of a coalition and there's more of a every, to each his own and everybody for themselves, right? So in this condition, that's why I'm th- telling you that it's very impossible to have a world war because every country now is for themselves and they're trying to make their uh, economy uh, as strong as possible. However, of course, China has not interfered in other things, like, let's say, with the election of the United States. But they are, of course, hurting their own people. Google is still uh, basically uh, blocked, basically, in China. And uh, I myself, for those uh, for those Westerners who actually um, know something about Mandarin Chinese, the only way you can access Mandarin content is to, through their Chinese channels. Most other channels in China are blocked. And uh, like there's no YouTube, for example, in China. So I, I, for me to, for, let's say I want to improve my Mandarin, I have to watch Mandarin uh, movies and videos using a Yuku similar to YouTube. So and this is another problem that they're, they're literally suppressing billions of people in their country. So these are not good things. The world needs to move towards a more liberal, a freer approach. And of course, uh, this will inevitably happen with the current situation. So China definitely, from my perspective, is the big, a real mastermind behind the current global unrest. Despite my deep love uh, for the nation and for the people of China, Let's be honest, Trump isn't completely wrong about being a little bit upset with uh, basically the government of China. But for the people of China, I believe that they need a better situation for themselves and for their children. And overall, uh, because of all of these things, the other problem with China was that uh, they have a lot more influence on North Korea. But they haven't done anything so far to control the threat of nuclear uh, nuclear North Korea. But of course, despite all of these things being, being said, we know that all of these countries they have their own influence. I mean, China has a lot of influence over North Korea. Russia has a great amount of influence on Syria and Iran. So we can see that this global dynamics right now, it's very hard uh, to uh, somehow expect a world war, but definitely some economic unrest is expected to happen. And uh, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, the famous author of Rich Dad Poor Dad, has predicted that 2020 will be the worst economic year for, uh, for the world because of these conditions. But of course, it's temporary. And at some point, things will get better. Interesting. So would you say that we are headed to a uh, a 30s depression-like scenario for the world? Well, I'm not going to say depression because we live in a very different economy these days mm-hmm. than the past. However, I do believe that the real wars now nowadays are not fought, uh, basically, uh, on the battlefield. They're fought in places like Wall Street. They're fought in places like uh, university environments. And because of that, uh, there is no re- uh, real danger of actual attack. Uh, however, let's be honest, a, a lot more damage could be done by sabotaging a nation's economy, 
let's be honest, yeah. both internally and externally. And because of this, I really don't uh, concern myself so much with this. And at the same time, as you know, I'm active in different countries. So I really believe that for those of us who are a bit more concerned about global unrest, we need to take an international approach because that will be the only guaranteed way that you will not have to worry about, oh my gosh, what if the ruble falls again, like 2014, I'm going to lose a lot of my savings in Russia. What if this happens? Right. So in that condition, you can actually move your assets abroad to a different country, and this will give you a lot of uh, basically peace of mind. However, if you're really wondering about whether or not a nuclear bomb is going to destroy your hometown, <laughs> guys, just come on, get a life. Don't worry about it. And please turn off your goddamn Fox News TV. <laughs> That's fair enough. Okay, so I, 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 and uh, well, while we're approaching the end of our show, I want to also... Um, you know, talk about the idea of how much, uh, very much now, and especially in the near future, being together and working together will be useful for all of, all of us for the very challenges that are coming our way economically, from climate change, and all that. And uh, if we want to succeed in this, nations need to come together, become one, and attack that, uh, those, uh, you know, uh, problems and difficulties that we're going to face in the future for sure. Uh, what, do, what are your takes on the matter? You know, I remember when I was uh, probably your age or even younger, I was playing a video game called Fallout. Fallout 3, mm. I believe it was. Good game. And I really loved it. It began with one sentence. War never changes. And I was, of course, I was a lot younger back then and it was a great role-playing game. And it actually happened out of all places. It happened in a, a dystopian world that was wrecked and destroyed by nuclear war, out of all things. We're going to talk about World War III, right? <laughs> yeah. So in that world, uh, you literally, people have to survive after what is left. And people are living in these uh, vaults that are uh, under the ground, and people have no way of going out because everywhere is uh, full of radiation and whatnot, and monsters, mutations, all those things. So that's, of course, a work of fiction. But a very great message I learned at a very young age, and that is war never changes. Let's be honest. Humans by nature are competitive. Mm -hmm. And throughout human history, we have always been fighting for resources. In nature, the lions try to eat the deers. I don't know, let's say the uh, elephants have to go somewhere and the other animals run away. So competition will always be there. And I believe that war never changes. However, that does not mean that we're gonna start shooting at each other all the time for the rest of our uh, human history. However, it simply means that the nature of warfare will be different in the future. And nowadays, for example, let's be honest, if you were living uh, hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, for you what meant, what mattered the most were perhaps having some gold coins in your home and having a lot of horses and whatnot, but now things are a lot different. So to say what you mentioned earlier, the, the whole idea of world peace, from my perspective, is nothing well, more- I was not talking about world peace, by the way. Because it, it cannot happen. Because let's be honest, if the world becomes united fully, right. that is no, 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 exactly not fully. what No, no, no not like. fully, by going towards a better uh, unification rather than division. Or... I love it, man. I mean, think of the European Union. I am exactly. so jealous of the people, members of the European Union. I mean, look at the lifestyle that they have right there. Now, of course, there's a lot of socialism going on over there, but still, it's a great model. However, the, the idea of trying to expand the European Union and trying to like make it like a global union of sorts where all nations are working together, that, to my opinion, is probably not going to happen anytime soon, if ever, because of what? War never changes. The right. nature, no, I, the nature I, I, of humanity is about co uh, competition and trying to expand their power. So 
I, I really believe that the reason that we see things like European Union is because these nations are quite different. I mean, Europe, Europe was never a major world power. And when, in that condition, of course, uh, it's possible to form a union. But when you think about more aggressive nations like the United States, like Russia, for example, right. uh, in the Middle East, of course, uh, generally, it's very difficult to imagine a global, uh, basically, union. However, the world is more connected than ever before. Yes. But being connected does not mean being united. We just talked sure. earlier in one of our episodes about uh, basically Emmy getting banned from a, you know, let's say forum. Just because you're connected doesn't mean that you cannot be banned or set out or have problems with. So the world is more connected than ever before. It is more educated than ever before. And it is more aware than ever before. But, buddy, war never changes. So <laughs> competition will continue. These things will continue on. Yeah, I don't expect, honestly, I don't expect to, at least for the near future, that, that there, there would be any union or any world peace or whatever like that. Like world peace, I mean, like, I don't know, world being one country. Yes, the, the vision, like uh, aggression or not necessarily aggression, the, 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 the difference of opinion always will exist and that competition will always exist. And the competition is actually a good thing. It's not a bad thing, in my opinion. And uh, that, that's, that was not what I was going with. I was going with the idea of having mutual enemy makes you temporary allies and we do have mutual enemies and that those are not people those are conditions that we're facing basically so that's basically what i'm talking about meaning that we will have to put aside uh, some of our differences sometimes to come together to face a bigger problem that is potentially going to be existential to all of us and that was exactly my, yeah exactly. that was my comment i agree with you completely in this regard there's a famous phrase in russian that they say uh, that is, uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right. And, of course, this is so true. And uh, one of the great principles of power, if for those of us who have read the book, The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene, one of the major, uh, basically, uh, uh, rules of power is to have an enemy. And I remember the author mentioned, if you don't have an enemy, find a way to make it. So generally, to stay in power, you definitely need an enemy of some sort by the very nature of power. Uh, not just now, throughout the history, and it will always be like this. So because of this, uh, the current unrest will continue. But again, if you're a smart person living in this world, mm -hmm. you will not have to worry about anything like uh, World War II or anything that, even like Cold War, because we are no longer as dependent on our governments as we used to be. Right. And uh, the, thanks to the development of technology and information, things are a lot better. However, if you sit, sit home and watch Foxes all day long, of course, you think the world's going to come to an end because that's exactly what the media wants you to believe in. Because the more you believe that the world is coming to an end, the less you will you are likely to actually work on building a good life for yourself. And the more you're likely to follow up with the news. And when you follow up with the news, you make the news guys rich and you just get poor. That's the way it is, man. Capitalism. Very true. And uh, you mentioned uh, Robert Greene. I, I, it has nothing to do with our subject necessarily. But um, I, I just want to shout out to his new book. I just started reading it, Laws of Human Nature. It's a really good Amazing. book. Amazing. Got the book, man. Good for you. I still haven't gotten it. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a very good book. I'm reading the Kindle version right now. It's pretty good. Fantastic. Bravo. Can't wait to read that one as well. <clears throat> and shout out to Robert Greene. Amazing author. Actually, sure. he had a stroke a while back. I believe it was uh, uh, six months ago or something. He had a stroke or something. But now he's back. And he's, he's in good shape now. And uh, his book just got released. So for those of our listeners who actually want to know more about him, just uh, search his bio, and I recommend two of his books the most. Of course, number one is uh, the book Mastery, and number two is The 48 Laws of Power, both of which are quite transformative and quite necessary if you're an entrepreneur or you're in, into politics, business leadership. It really helps you a lot. 
Very good. And I am really glad. I didn't know that he had a stroke. I'm really glad that we have him healthy back, inspiring us all and uh, informing us all. Uh, amazing. And uh, okay, back to our topic. It was a, a excerpt, quick, quick, quick one. Uh, okay, so we're at the end of our show and I don't want to hold you much longer. I just want to get a conclusion. Okay, so obviously we're, I hope we made this clear that you made this clear and I agree with you that we are not on the cusp of any sort of World War Three. Obviously, is there a chance? Yes, very little. Uh, but what are your final conclusions of this topic today? Very well. So number one, the chance that you listen, there's a huge chance, there's a very high likelihood that you listen to this show because you were afraid of World War Three. And I want to tell you right now, the media uses this very technique to manipulate its viewers. Please understand that your brain is wired to worry about a possibility of World War III, and if there was a World War III, there was World War IV. This never ends. So please stop worrying about any world war and understand that the current geopolitics have changed a lot of the way we do politics and business these days, and there is no need for world war to create problems for the enemies and uh, com com you know our competitors. Because of this, in this tight economy, I have two recommendations for you. Number one, Stop watching the goddamn news all the time. And number two, focus on becoming more international. The more you're linked to one nation and to one country and to one environment, to one region, the less freedom you have. Because in the modern world, there's no reason for anyone to be concerned of a world war happening. And of course, uh, for uh, to China and Russia, Generally speaking, uh, we have a lot of competition now with the, with the, between the U.S. and these two countries. But I really believe that at some point uh, there will be a lot more progress made. So, for, again, for those who are perhaps scared of the trade war between America and, and China, as well as the sanctions that are currently imposed against Russia, don't worry so much about these things. These are all temporary. And uh, probably, uh, of course, we have the election coming. By the time this will be posted, probably the election is already finished and the Democrats hopefully have taken back the House and the Senate. So in this condition, do not concern yourself so much with world war. Instead, understand that war never changes. The competition will continue. And you want to try to make your life better. And in this current world, we are at the most prosperous time, the most peaceful time. Yes, there are things happening in Syria right now. Yes, there are terrorist attacks. Yes, there's ISIS. But if you put it all together, the world today is more peaceful than ever. And most media do not want you to know this. They want to scare you. They want to talk about all the worst things that are happening to scare you, to, to steal and hijack your amygdala and make you afraid because that's what makes them rich. But overall, we are living in a very peaceful era in the world today, all around the world. It is a lot more peaceful than it used to be, and it will get even more in the future thanks to people like Pujix, who are uh, the future leaders of this uh, basically world. Thank you very much, man. And because of this, we are on the right path and the world will get much better. So stay optimistic and turn off the goddamn Fox News. Fuck that TV channel. <laughs> uh, I, I, it, it was a great discussion. We, uh, I hope we learned a lot, all of us uh, who are listening to you. And uh, yeah, let's. So that, that's another problem when we're fearful with anything, let alone World War Three. We're crippled and we're not living to our full, full potentials. And that's a problem. And that's that's a problem, not just for us, not just for our families, not just for our societies, for the whole world, because each of us have a say and have a contribution to make. And we can make our world better 
uh, by virtue doing what we are good at, what we want to do, and being progressive. And hopefully we're not crippled by any sort of fear of any sort of wars, uh, which is not, uh, as, as we discussed, not likely to happen anyways. So, yeah, let's go get them. <laughs> and uh, thank you, as always, Dan, for being with us. It's my us. pleasure, buddy. Love the discussion. It was very, very fruitful. For sure, it was. It definitely was. And thank you all for joining us. Hope you're doing well and you keep tuning in and joining us in the next episodes. Take care of yourselves. Thank you.